Hello, welcome to episode 4 of the Instant Feedback Podcast with me, Marcus Keeley. Hello, how are you? I'm okay. I'm just back from a week in France. Uh, I'm already back, so good luck trying to rob my house. Um, Please don't rob my house any other time. Please. I'm back. I went to a wedding in the south of France and it was very nice. I had a lovely time. Uh, Some people who know me may know I'm a bit of a Francophile and... Yes, I, I had a great time. It was a wonderful wedding. Um, a lot of fun was had um, on the uh, wedding day, wedding night itself. Uh, drinks were had and uh, I had a good old boogie and I have uh, torn something in my left knee. So I'm doing fine. Uh, I could be better, but uh, yeah, no, I only got back yesterday after... A good, I don't know, 12 hours of travel uh, with a swollen knee and I got in a car. Then I got on a train for a few hours. Then uh, then we got another car to the airport and hung around the airport and uh, then was on a plane and then arrived in Dublin and then got on a bus for a few hours and then straight off the bus, straight to the hospital. And I was there for a good few hours as well. So I had a great time, but in all seriousness, it was a great time away. Um, I perhaps maybe had a little bit too much to drink and uh, boogied a little bit too hard. I don't normally dance. I'm not a dancing type of person, but I thought, oh, sure, I'll give it a go. I'm having a lovely time. And then crunch. Something goes wrong in my knee. It doesn't seem too serious, but um, yeah. How's your summer going? Good times. Yeah, yeah. Um, one bit of excitement, though. At the airport in uh, Nice, which is where we where we flew out of to Dublin, uh, uh, me and my wife uh, bumped into Ryan Tuberty, uh, host of the Late Late Show, and uh, got a picture with him. Normally, you you know you wouldn't do that; you wouldn't go up to someone. But we were so delirious from the travel and the previous day or two of my incredibly sore knee that was swollen to the size of my head. We went fuck it, we're gonna bother him, and he was quite nice. Um, he was he was very uh, accommodating. Then he uh, put on some Clark Kent style glasses so that no one would recognise him, and ran off to the uh, the Erlingus VIP lounge and hid hid in there until the flight. So that was good. God, um, yeah. God, my knee is uh, it's fine. It's okay. I'm probably just thinking about it too much. I get a little bit um, uh, uh, nervy when I think of you know. Uh, things snapping internally um no bones broken but uh i would almost prefer a bone to be broken because at least you can think about that and go right well that's that um but when things inside you rip that's a little bit more um unnerving for me anyway um i'm not afraid of needles or anything like that but uh just when something is there and you can feel that something's moving about that it shouldn't do yeah freaks me out a wee bit but um yes so anyway, this week's episode, I go to Accidental Comedy Club for their Friday night comedy night, and uh, this is based in Accidental Theatre in Shaftesbury Square in Belfast. It is. Uh, it used to be a bank, and uh, it's below the big TV screen in Shaftesbury Square, and I've done fantastic work changing that entire building into uh, a, a theatre, a smaller performance space, uh, workshop spaces, offices. It's really, really good. I do recommend you go down and check it out. Uh, this night was the 24th of May. I went down and I chat with the MC of that evening, uh, Robbie McShane. And I also talk with uh, the Dublin uh, Axe 
MJ Stokes and Felix O'Connor. They came up for this, so I have a wee chat with them. And I also talked to Paul Moon, the uh, organiser and booker of the gig. And uh, we go into a bit of a deep dive towards the end there about what is comedy and uh, how to um, approach organising gigs and uh, how an MC feels as well. A lot of that uh, as well. So, yeah, no, it was it was a good uh, it was a good chat. I do have some bad news about this episode, though. <sighs> there are no bins. I don't talk to anyone beside bins. I don't even think I mentioned bins in this. So, the, suffice to say, the direction of the show has changed somewhat. And I don't know how people are going to feel about that. Please reach out to let me know if you think it's a good movement. Or should I just, you know, return back to uh, sort of waste areas to have chats with people? Um simple reason is there, there were no bins nearby it's a very nice venue um so i couldn't find any bins to hand so they've got that going for them that's good for their venue but for this podcast i don't know i just don't know yeah so the episode begins with me and robbie having a wee chat and i'm talking about how i can hear things happening outside through the microphone it's quite sensitive. Let's have a listen to that and uh, I'll have a wee chat with you at the end. It's like having a superpower. What is, are you being able to hear a taxi man? I can hear, I can hear everything. Can you hear their conversations inside the car? I could just hear, ah, be there about 10 minutes, tell her not to worry, you know. That's quite good, is it? I miss as well, one thing that kind of bothers me a wee bit, not bothers me, but I kind of miss about being back home is that like, up here it's all very clinical, I feel like taxis, like you're getting, like there's an operator, there's dispatch, mm. if somebody turns up and they have your name and everybody, like Lumavati, it's like boys being like, you ring them up and they're like, uh, would you be ready in about 10 minutes? I'm like, I, no bother Robbie, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm like, I've fucking never met this man in my entire life, but he's coming around to my house if he knows where I live. Ah, it's like you're getting... Know your ma, of course know your ma. I remember whenever uh, I would stay up in, you know, like Coleraine or uh, Port Stewart or somewhere like that, you know, yeah. for like a, a wee weekend I'm break. I'm aware of those places. And uh, where's the place I forgot? Coleraine, Port Stewart and Port Rush. Port Rush, yeah. The Golden Triangle yeah, of yeah, the North the Coast. Yeah, the Holy Trinity of the North Coast. Um, and there's no taxi companies, it's just old boys, as ah, you yeah, say, yeah. and whenever you Alistair or something. I, Alistair with his, with his uh, long moustache. And they're... Uh, they answer the phone and you can hear they're in their living room watching oh, yeah, the TV yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, where about, are you, have you finished your dinner now? Like, are you ready to go now? Because yeah. I'll be a wee while. Yeah. And you go, all oh, right, okay, I'm not in the uh, metropolis that is yeah. Belfast. I'm finishing mine now, yeah. Um, so, you're feeling, you're feeling pretty tired and uh, all over the place. Have we started? Yeah, I've marked Marin G into Oh, no, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, I'm feeling pretty tired, yeah. Um, uh, I was just, yeah, I got up this morning, did the gig in Derry last night, half an hour for Ann Bennigan's for like a small fringe preview mm. for the uh, show. And uh, it was great. It was one of my nice gigs we're having my entire life, but uh, my entire life, two years. Um, <laughs> <and> the, <laughs> so um, you're only two years old? I don't, I I'm two years old, yeah. Uh, I used to be, I was very, very recently an embryo, um, but I can't really remember it very well. But the, uh, no, it was, it was only about, it ended up, there was only about 16, maybe 15, 16 people there, but they were the nicest of one and nicest audience, and it was really nice to try out new stuff in front of them, because you'd probably get shot in Belfast. Aye. I know fucking fine, that very funny, mate. What's your show title, um, if you choose the title? It's called Robbie McShane Has Loads of Pals and a Girlfriend Too. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds um, good. Nice long title, I'll stick out. Yeah, yeah. So, 
<laughs> people love whenever they have to say it in more than 10 syllables almost uh or at least the fucking pick of the fringe does anyway sounds already but no uh, so i'm, I'm wrecked yeah I, I got the bus this morning quarter six uh to go to work nine to five baby oh my god and i'm here to host this nonsense <laughs> be the fucking titanium backbone for these flopping acts just uh. <laughs> <laughs> joking they're all very good i don't even know who's on but i'm sure they're very good i know a few of them ian's on ian thompson's on he's good he's yeah. very good I know, I know a few of them. What are your predictions for yourself then, considering how tired you are and worn out? Every time before gigs, I always have the thoughts, like the no matter how often you do the same jokes or everything, I'm still like this, I feel shit, this is going to be shit, I'm going to forget everything. Uh, or like there's been times where on Sunday, like for example, I was emceeing the black box and I, I, was, I was at my mate's 30th the night before in Lama Valley and I got the bus up the street to go to the gig again and it like really really bad hangover and I'm like I am not I can't I've never I can't remember anything funny that's ever happened in my entire life I don't feel funny I can't think of any jokes um but there's definitely something about I think the moment you step on there is a kind of like turn on there's like a back against the wall I think almost of adrenaline I think just, it's a, I think it's the same as like you know whenever you hear people talking about to try some people just go up with a concept or material mm. or instead of actually full written material or sometimes they'll say they'll have a joke and the best lines come out in the moment and I think it's, there's definitely like, an, like a fight or flight instinct there where yeah. like, I need to make this work and even if it's even if you don't feel the panic I think your brain goes into that mode so my predictions for me tonight is that it'll probably just go as normal <laughs> it's just the audience won't know any different because I remember speaking to you a couple of months ago I think it was the last time you emceed here yeah. and you said you weren't a big fan of emceeing no I'm not still it's been going which like I'm not not as in like well told me, but it's been going like it hasn't been going shit. It's been going quite well. One on Sunday, I was I was really happy with, but I'm still not. I don't know. I'm still not that. I'm still not that happy with it. I think it's just because I like for stand for me. I know I stand up. I quite like. It's obviously just different strokes for folks. I was listening to I think another podcast. I can't remember who he was talking about the other day, but they were saying that they don't like the idea of material at all because they feel like it's mm. too... They, they like to see something they imagine is going to be organic and in the moment, which is really... Like, good material you're, or a good performance, you're going to try and make it feel like that anyway, like it's yeah. spontaneity the first time. But for me, I that's the stuff that I like in stand-up is like getting the joke, writing the joke, obviously sipping it out in front of an audience to try and get to the point where it's good and then you've got something at the end of it. But the kind of up-in-the-moment kind of bant, I guess... Mm-hmm. As as much crack as it is to watch and to be a part of and to do, um, it's not. I don't, know, I don't think it's a primary focus for me, and I think it's. I don't know, it feels like a lot of pressure. Name seeing. It feels like a lot of pressure to be, to have to be like that quick all the time. Well. It all, well, it can't. It depends on the person who's emceeing, but also the acts. If the acts are good, then the MC has the easiest night ever. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. You can um, just keep going. Uh, we'll crack straight on. Yeah, awesome. let's just uh, move on. Keep that applause going keep for your going next for person. Yeah. Um, although there always is a temptation, <laughs> at least in my experience, where if an act does really, really good, then you have the temptation to go, God, oh, what a load of great energy here. Yeah, I'm gonna get up and do some of my stuff. But it's for <laughs> the other people. It's not yeah, yeah. for you, dickhead. Oh yeah. Well, one thing I think that does take the pressure off of you, but is like you're not meant to be the. Like, yeah. You're meant to keep the night going and it flowing. William Thompson told me that he's like just because I think that's what helped me on Sunday as well. Because he says like just know that you're not the one that's meant to be. Yeah. You're meant to make them laugh and trying to keep energy, but you're not the one that's meant to be funny today. Yeah. And I think that definitely helps because uh, then it just meant I could get up and. That immediately took the stress off of like whenever I knew I didn't have to be like it, mm. I felt like I then was more because I'm responding to things just as if like I'm just a guy that's on yeah and you also have the no the more I talk about it actually seems like it's less pressure <laughs> than I actually analyze it because I'm just thinking as well 
the fact that you don't really have to be you know whenever you're you've done have you done the friendship before you've done you've done our shows before anyway yeah you've done, done, you've done like lengthy but they um, did you sorry did you say it at the room no no but yeah you know it from our sets before probably from doing multiple times is like there is no even half an hour there's no worse feeling than being 10 minutes into something and they're they're not buying it and you're like i know i've got fucking 25 more minutes to like spout out this nonsensical shit that doesn't make any sense yeah. it's not funny to anybody clearly this night they're not buying it but whenever you're an mc i guess the pressure is also off there because you don't have an allocated time if you do something and you're kind of like they're not buying it you just can go like sweet wow. I'll here's somebody else. here's an I'm gonna emergency tag somebody in to help me out so you're not the star you're merely the housekeeper yes so and an adequate housekeeper indeed yes so let's say how good your uh, your uh, sweeping and cleaning of the uh, stage before <laughs> Jack goes that was a fantastic metaphor Marcus that's me done could you please welcome on stage your MC for tonight one of the one of the man who's taken off his raincoat unfortunately Robbie McShane <laughs> Put them back down. I don't know. Put them back down. I'll put my arm back down. How's it going? Thanks very much for coming out. It does feel weird without the mic, but we'll do it without the mic. Make it feel more intimate, I guess. I fucking know. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So thanks very much for coming out. I think Paul was starting. Is, is anybody's first time? Give us a cheer if it's your first time here. Woo! Give us a cheer if you've been here before. Woo! Give us a cheer if that's the only two, I guess. Right? <laughs> Give us a cheer if you've. Been here before, but you have amnesia. Is that a third option? No, we're not, we're not that. Yes, okay. You've tricked yourself. I can't remember. Okay, how's it going, everybody? Yes, yeah, so I'll do. I'll do a brief bit of talking, and then we'll start to bring some mics on. We might talk to a few people in the crowd. Um, so, uh, if you all recall, uh, philosopher um, Ronan Keaton, in uh, his seminal 2000 work, Ronan one time said, "Life is a roller coaster. Just got to ride it." Do you remember that when he said that? Uh, so I'm just doing a quick survey here for Buzzfeed.com. Um, what roller coaster would your life be? Uh, I'll go first, and also only. <laughs> uh, mine's would be uh, you know that ghost town one up at Barry's in Port Rush, uh, where it's flat and dark and you're alone for all of it. <laughs> That'd be my one. You know, that ghost town one Barry's, and there's a couple of unexpected breakdowns and uh, a few terrifying things happen that they haunt you until it's over. Uh, and then whenever it is over, you go, I can't have been it, surely. Um, <laughs> been, uh, my whole life, Marcus, good God. But uh, no, I'm getting into uh, No, I love being bi. It gives a whole new meaning to the phrase, you are what you eat. Uh, turns out I'm a dick. <laughs> and a pussy. Uh, sometimes an asshole. <laughs> and uh, let's just say I should have joined the Navy a while ago. <laughs> That's a semen joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, Felix, how did you feel that that went? Is this your first time playing in Belfast? It's my first time here, yeah. My family are from up here. My, my aunt's here tonight, actually. She's uh, living in Finnehy, grew up in Finnehy. Ah. Uh, my granddad lives in Lis uh, not Lisburn, where is it? Uh, Bangor, there we go. Ah. Opposite ends of... <laughs> but how did you think that went then, your, your debut in Belfast? Uh, it seemed to be. Some of the jokes were, uh, were well received. Anyway, I was trying to add some couple of new things but uh my first time being seen by family members as well so a little bit of nerves there but uh no some of it it was, it was well received enough and I, I feel somewhat happy about how it went anyway it's tough because i've like i've come out as bi and i've come out as trans and then i had to like come out as a comedian again <laughs> like, uh, it's always a disappointment the, yeah the yeah they're like oh what about getting a lucrative thing and i'm like oh i might work in 
film as well. They're probably just you know, saying, on oh, the gig economy. It's just a phase, this uh, hilarity thing. It'll pass, it'll <laughs> yeah. pass. Thinking he's funny, he'll grow out of it. <laughs> or everyone else will before him. And oh, then he'll <laughs> um, but MJ, you have uh, been here before. You were here a few I months ago. I indeed. I was here back in March. And it was Absolute successful. Crack. Um, I enjoyed myself. The audience appeared too. Uh, listening back, there were laughs. So success all around, I think. Excellent, yes. Uh, yeah. So what's your, uh, you anticipating a uh, difficult second album style performance tonight or? <laughs> yeah, every, uh, my return here has been hyped up so much, you know, can I ever live up to it? Uh, no. <laughs> but um, I'm, I've got some less of the trademark dark stuff, more oh, of some nice. sort of silly bits, lots of, oh, all the questions about my gender sort, sort of bits, so um, I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah, just get the, uh, the FAQ out of the way yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. a bit the, of housekeeping. Um, it'd be great if I could just hand out a little pamphlet, you know, actually mm. if anyone wants to collaborate on a little pamphlet that I can hand out to people with questions about my non-binary gender, if you're out there, please get in touch. <laughs> I cannot pay you <laughs> anything. Hugs, you get hugs. So Felix, you uh, have just performed there. Uh, I know MJ is now technically a veteran of this gig <laughs> and this venue, but from tonight's uh, audience, how they are, do you have any words of wisdom or any words of guidance for MJ going forward this evening? Um, I think stick to your guns, do content that you believe in. Get some of that sweet tent out there. Okay, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And uh, That I believe in, you say, that's going to be a problem. That's Perhaps. Gonna, well, yeah, sure, look, or that you can make other people believe that you believe in. That if you can better, yes. Layer, if you can put several layers of pretense yeah, yeah, upon I, it. All, all the self-delusion. Self-delusion, false confidence. Oh, yeah. Go home and cry afterwards. Undoubtedly. I'll, I'll probably on the bus. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Gotta have a good cry on public transport exactly. post-gig. Yeah. I'm not even on tonight, and I'm going to go home and cry. Oh, mm. yeah. It's the... the it's the comedian's way. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so you mentioned the bus there. Did you guys get the bus up? We did indeed. We did, yeah. You're not a fan mm. of the train? Uh, I've gotten the train a few times up to visit my granddad. It's it's fine. Uh, it was just more convenient to get the it's bus, cheaper. I think. Slightly it's cheaper. cheaper. It's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the- I bought a ticket for the bus, and then I found out on the bus that I could have used my, used my leap card. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, I was misinformed. <laughs> Right. I, have to, I have to look that up. No, I mean, it might have. I just topped up my leap card, so it's probably better to have money on it when I come back down. Yes. Uh, no, I only ask because I'm, I'm interested in travel between Belfast and Dublin. Okay. Because I have taken many trips down to Dublin on the bus, and I don't know if it's improved, but uh, the last time I did it was years and years ago, and we're talking maybe going down to Dublin to do five minutes at Battle of the Axe. And then straight on the bus up, we're talking maybe five, six hours in Ooh. total. Has that got better? Or did I just get the wrong bus? You might have gotten Definitely the wrong got bus. Got the wrong bus. <laughs> <laughs> took us about bus. a little over two hours, maybe two yeah, and a half. About that. It's yeah, too bad. On the M1. They kind of, they swung in by like the outlet on the way up. And I wasn't <laughs> expecting that because it was, it was telling me we would have gotten up by half. And then, because we got on the like quarter past three, and then we got in. We were supposed to get in around half five. That's what I told my aunt, who was going to collect us. And then we got in at like ten to six ish. Yeah, something like that. So it was a little bit delayed. I don't know. There wasn't yeah. traffic or anything. It might have just been the internet misleading me, as it is wont to do. Was the gig at the Hickney at least any good? Um, I no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. 
one one occasion it was just it was just the travel involved and then the stress of going look can i get on i remember one occasion it's like look can i get on first basically so i can go home yeah and the guy was like right okay well uh i can get you on second there's an improv group on first oh no oh, and this is the days before i was an improv group so they got up and did their thing and it went over time and then they got off stage and sat in the front row and continued to congratulate each other Oh, whilst oh. I was on oh, no. and then oh. I had to go and get the bus and uh, I was like fucking improv groups <laughs> so fucking you just, wankers you just decided to do it to show that you could do better yeah. than that exactly but then you and your improv friends now like loudly and obnoxiously congratulate yourself anytime you're doing like a multi comedy night no it, it's pretty much the same we just do the gig go home and cry oh ah. fair yeah. it seems standard. It's, standard it seems to have equilibrized over equilibrized equilibrized Still, still can't say it, right? An, an equilibrium has been met. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so yes, but I did Battle of the Axe uh, a few times and then won the duck and then I've never been back since. Oh, no. So once I got the duck, that was it. That's it. I've uh, heard about the duck. I, I know someone who abdu- abducted the duck. I know someone Abduction? who... Uh, ab- ab- abduction. Abduction. Yes. Uh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I heard... I, I was... I was listening to a podcast and there was someone who had won the duck officially but had not been given the duck and was given a certificate instead. I got both. I and got both. I got yeah. both. Okay. They have like a huge box full of ducks. You could have just... <laughs> you should go and steal a duck now. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but you should go steal a duck. Definitely a duck. Just to have it. I don't know yeah. if it's worth the trip to Dublin, to be honest, but, oh, uh, but anyway. I think this um, was a Dublin comic, so... <laughs> well, convenient, local thievery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, good luck, MJ. I don't Thank know you. if that's the right thing to say. We are in a theatre, so break, maybe... Break both your legs. Break both <laughs> my legs, uh, collarbone, maybe elbow. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do my best. Don't give everything them, I can. Don't give them everything. Leave them wanting more. Just mm. break yeah. a couple yeah. of yeah. them. I'll leave, break I'll leave your the nose and oh, then leave oh, the possibility oh. of a jaw next time. Yeah. This is um, this is just kind of my default state as a human being. Uh, I I have been described as having all the chill of a bunch of bees in a blender, <laughs> and on on more than one occasion as a. Uh, do we watch Bake Off here? Do we know who Superbugs is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, on more than one occasion, yeah. I've been described as Sue Perkins' rehab before picture. Yeah. And I do not think that is very fair to Sue Perkins. Um, I, I actually had to stop doing that joke as an opener for a bit because, well, Sue Perkins had to go and get herself a brain tumor. <laughs> and I actually quit drinking, so I looked less like hell. So if anything, it looked like I was stealing her life force. <laughs> I could just put my glasses on in the morning going, there can only be one. Thanks for coming Two weeks until the next one. Do come back if you enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking exhausted. Well, Robbie's very tired. We're here with Paul Moon, the uh, organizer in Sven Galley, if you will, of <laughs> the uh, Up the Left or Friday Night Comedy at Accidental. Which is it? It's got a bunch of names. So 
Um, just call it what you will. The when do you differentiate? It's up the left when it's for. I think it's cool it's, politics boys. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Did I call you? It's uh, like two weeks before when I try to work out how long it's gonna take me to type the title. Okay. And I'm like, mm. I'm calling it up to the left or accidental comedy club this time, mm. and I guess is how tired I am. Thankfully, uh, I don't do any of the comedy, so it's great. But you um, did for a while. You you did stand up for. A couple of gigs. I did a cut. I did. Yeah, I think I did. I did ten, ten gigs. Mm. Two, two jokes. <laughs> one, five gigs with one joke and five more with a, a different joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, handily they they both took ten minutes to tell. To so tell, they yeah, they're very long jokes. And it was about uh, what, Love Island celebrity Love Island. Yes, that was the first one. Love yeah. Island celebrity Love Island. Yeah, I was, I was proud of proud of that joke. Mm-hmm. Took me a week to write that joke. Well, how did you think Robbie did then? Considering uh, I know he's tired. He's tired. He's had a busy night. He hasn't planned his this forty-eight hours very well, but kinds <laughs> of things. But he was complaining earlier that he was tired as if it was someone else's fault. But it's actually, I think, it's down to Robbie. I didn't yeah. complain. Like we had this discussion earlier. I don't know if you're trying to make this sound cool for your wee podcast, but earlier on, <laughs> earlier on, we were talking, and you said that's this is completely your own decisions, and I said, oh, I'm fully aware of that. I'm not blaming this. This isn't the world. I'm you just, took blame, did you? Oh yeah, I'm, it's absolutely my fault. Why I feel like this. Okay, so what, 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 what do you reckon then of about Robbie? I mean, it's hard to do it when he's sit when he's sitting here, you know. Would you rather do it behind his back? I would, yeah. I would rather say that he was good now, and then when we have a pint later, talk yeah. about how you how I really feel about it, which was it's the last time he's going to be doing an MC at either up the left or Friday night comedy or whatever, whatever it is. we call it. Um, but that was a good gig. There was uh, there, the audience at this are there's always plenty of people there, and they're very appreciative and polite. Mm-hmm. I find whenever I MC, I might come on a wee bit strong. And then realise and go, oh no, I can actually just like have a bit of a chat with them because you were chatting with them too. And yeah, it's fun at start, yeah. Nice. I think you notice as well, like immediately I'm like, because obviously just something like the joke um, went well, but I think like even just all it took was for me to like say, like refer to something that happened and it's like the biggest laugh of the whole night is then go like, yes, yes, we are all in the room together. Like I think it seems to be. Have you noticed that from them saying? Yeah, once you throw out something uh, a wee it, bit topical yeah. maybe yeah. or just, just something that's like, physically yeah, happening. yeah. I think they also obviously just respond to like Stimuli. that's a real thing that he's just said that sentence that wasn't prepared. Yeah, we're all we're all existing on the on the same uh, plane. I think there's a there's a, a thing at the moment where a lot of audiences are just interested in like listening to people talk about things. I think there's a real lack of it at the moment because I guess maybe a lot of people mm-hmm. are spending their time watching TV at home and they're not getting that engagement that they used to get whenever uh, or they even like watching talk shows and things because they don't maybe those yeah. aren't as popular now it's i i just i, I may, maybe i'm just going to a lot of events where that's happening but i know a lot of audiences just like sitting enjoying listening to someone else talk about something and i think i mean this is a special sort of gig it is it's something about the ambience with like the way the drinks and the books yeah uh, and that sort of stuff works and it's a nice um, room as well it's a like lovely room, room. yeah, yeah. But like definitely the audiences seem a little bit more interested in just like letting someone speak and having to listen to them where yeah. some other gigs people are banned, banned for comedy blood. Um, but saying that, I'm <laughs> on the next one, aren't I, Paul? You're on the... You're, yeah. Well, you are now after that performance tonight by Robbie. Uh, so you're Thank you very much. Is Paul doing this thing where he's like, does Paul think this is like a comedy center roast where he's trying to be like the cool... What do you call that fucking weed weed guy, curly weed head guy? Um, <laughs> Jeff, uh, um, uh, Jeff Ross. Do you think you're Jeff Ross? Same uh, thing. Like there? I, I'm honestly not up in the, in the comedy world. I don't know anything about any comedy. Well, I, was just, I don't know who that maybe is. Maybe that is. Maybe maybe Paul actually hated that. I thought that went very well. 
I thought it went well too. I think he's trying to play us against each other. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's the way that you're sitting. Look, I, I'm in the middle. You're on the left-hand side. You're on the right-hand side. It feels like the, the right thing to do is to play you play off against each other. It feels like more because me and Robbie are sitting, for the uh, viewers at home, um, me and Robbie are sitting across from each other, but Paul is to the side. And if anything, you feel more like a HR representative, mm-hmm. which would make everything you're saying very wrong mm-hmm. as, a, as a human being. Uh, I'd be the worst HR, uh, HR representative mm-hmm. out there. I'll go to you first, Robbie. Yeah. Out of 10. Mm-hmm. How do you think the gig went, and how do you think you went? I don't like. I don't know if I like talking about that stuff. Like that. I don't know. Well, I, I think. Uh, well, we're about to go to Paul, so you yeah. you may big yourself up because I don't think anything's going to come out of it. I'll be, I'll be honest. I think as an MC, I would give myself uh, uh, an eight. No, oh, okay. for that I think maybe uh, near the end, uh, like the last bit at the end, I was kind of I was a wee bit tired. I didn't really do any like jokes or anything. I just kind of was like, "Well done, everybody. I'll see you yeah, later." That's so fine. I wasn't as happy with that, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't I still am not really that fussed on MCing. Uh, mm-hmm. I like really doing jokes. The night overall, I would also I'd probably say an eighth the night overall as well. They seemed like they enjoyed it. I think it's a nice. Um, it's hard to kind of give it a rating whenever because you can't really compare it to you can only compare it to itself if that makes sense. Which mm-hmm. is that it is a small room with a very nice crowd that come out and are as you mentioned, but quite polite. I think by nature, I would say they probably enjoyed all of it. Yes. But in terms of them, like, and I think there was like a you know it was a lot of laughing throughout, but you know it wasn't like going to see something where it's like every every five seconds people are hanging themselves laughing. I think there was a lot of smiling on like a fringe mm-hmm. show. But, uh, no, I think for what it was, I think it's a strong eight, I'd give it. And from doing other, I think it was as good as any other ones we've, we've done. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Paul? Would you give it two, twice? Yeah, I was going to say, I want to win zero out of ten. So this is Robbie um, first. Hmm? Robbie's... Oh, uh, Robbie, you're Robbie. Not allowed, you're not allowed to reference one of my jokes well, to me and, and also say I'm shit. <laughs> you're not allowed to reference a punchline that's clearly burned into your head and then say, but I will give him a zero. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, definitely Robbie, I think, I think, I think eight out of 10 for Robbie. Hmm. Definitely. I think you're, I think you were very close to nine out of 10. I think the the only thing that I would mark you down on was your (laughs) jump between the first, like, the second, first, second and third acts where you were like, I'm not going to do any jokes. Here they are. That's what you meant to do as an MC, isn't it? Um, I think you're supposed to, like, talk a little bit. Well, the shoes, the, shoe, the shoes going I thought, well. I was, you told, just... I was told that the shoes going well. You just ah, go, ladies just... and gentlemen, well, here's your next act. Mm. Just fire them on. I don't want. To, I also on. don't want them to get sick of me. I kind of want. I always my structure for doing it from the. I think I've only done it like seven times. I'm saying is I usually try to do five minutes of material to start. Talk to them for a bit. They get them on side and then bring on acts. If they're doing, if somebody doesn't do very well or if something dies. Then you're, is this not just like rule of thumb? You do like yeah, a yeah. couple of minutes, bring them back, bring on the next act, or somebody does well, keep them going. Yeah. And then after they come back from the break, I usually try to do five minutes just to make them realize what it sounds like to hear their own voices out loud again, laughter. Maybe. If I do, if, unless I suck as well, in which case it's terrible. So <laughs> but, um, and then bring people on. I know, I reject your point. I think that's fair. I would like, I would, I, I would love, uh, I would actually love criticism though. I don't really like. So here's so I was talking to another comedian friend of mine, um, my single comedian friend, um, oh. who uh, whenever we were overdoing the fringe, they said they don't really they they can't really handle mentally people. They can they can obviously like, kind of criticize themselves and think what they need to improve on, but they can't handle people saying anything negative about them. They really don't like it at all. Mm. I kind of only want that because I don't. I, I like because if you if I'm doing something well, it's nice for someone to kind of give you a thumbs up. 
but I think I kind of want to keep working on it. Is that not to? Do you ever get? I don't want to derail this, by the way, from what we were talking about before. But do you ever personally, as from doing stand up, Marcus, have a thing yes. where like if a joke, if you do a joke and it's kind of if it does very well, you kind of feel almost less inclined to do it because you're like, well, I know it works. Um, I personally, at the minute, I kind of feel more interested in like doing something where I'm like, I know that with it, if I if I keep working at this with tangos, it'll be as good as the rest of it. And then once that, you can kind of like bank it almost. Yeah, well, that's that's what I was going to say. You kind of, you have it, you do it enough times to go, right, this can more or less work whenever yeah. I need it to. Yeah. So whenever you're doing the stuff you're not sure about, or let's be honest, the stuff you want to talk about, yeah. and it mightn't go as well as you'd hoped, then mm. you just find a segue and fire out that bit to sort of give you a bit of breathing space Mm -hmm. or use it as an opener or a finisher because you know well this stuff is yeah this stuff's gonna work you'll either warm them up or or close off an eye there should always be something in there where you're like this is kind of because Mm. i want to do this yeah and see how that goes i quite enjoy him saying doing it doing a specific actor a specific time is. Told me the last time you do quite enjoy talking to people as well, yeah. Yeah, they're a bit, they're a bit frightened in here, I find, or just not interested in talking to me, which is also fine. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I think you do quite well, Robbie. I mean, you you seem to have a good a good vibe for improvising with the with the crowd. You that's know, very you're, you're very friendly. Very you're very I mean, that's that's the thing is that your your jokes are always you have a certain style that always seems to work quite well. Yeah. I think you're definitely you're definitely one of my favorite comedians. Oh, Jesus, um, okay. up for the zero to ten uh, uh, Definitely, definitely. Uh, I mean, I think you're one of the definitely. You're you're polished, but you're re- there's something very authentic about your comedy this style. Is very bizarre. Yeah, I've never had people agree. say this nice thing. Yeah, I very rarely do that. I'm fucking really I'm a hateful. Right. Spot. Thank you Fuck. very much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna touch your forearm. Thank, thank, thank you very much. much. I would ex- normally not accept that, but I However, I would like to now turn uh, if we could start a new podcast where it is an hour of you marking me down. <laughs> I would like to hear Paul Moore's criticisms from Rob McShane and see who listened to it outside of my ma and her going, fucking I agree. Couldn't agree more. Well, this is the thing. I would love to do that, but I would find it very difficult with you. One of the things that I tend to critique is, especially in my own work, so it's interesting when you're talking about like, mm. you know, what, what do you do about feedback? And I find it very difficult to receive feedback about things that I've like spent a lot of time on that are written, you know, that mm. I've kind of like, they, they sort of jibe a certain way with me. And I'm like, it's the way I intend to have it come out. But it's the performance element that I'm always like dying to hear feedback yeah. on. Mm. Because that's the, the thing that seems to change between the material. It's like, how do you pronounce? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you put emphasis on a certain word? Or how do you pace around a stage? Or Just looking at the audience? Board as well, this is kind of with reference to more theatre stuff. Would mm. be a- no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's the theatrical oh. element of it. It's the, That's mm. the element of performance. And so when I'm watching comics on stage, I'm, that's all I can think about. Yeah. The material I love, I'm like, I'm like glad that they, they put that together and it means something to them. Mm. And you can tell when someone's material is very authentic. You're mm. like, they sat down and they thought about that and they find that funny. And it might yeah. not work with an audience necessarily, but there's something yeah. that's hard in there. Um, so like if I am like giving feedback on a performer, if they ask for it, I'm, mm. oh, it's always like, no, your material is great. Mm. You, you work on that part. Yeah. But maybe when you come onto the stage, you might want to say these sorts of things, or you pace around a lot, or you're hunched over slightly, or you never look at the audiences. Those sorts of things, I think, can really make a gig, even with the most <laughs> banal material. Talking about Marcus here, yeah. yes. uh, <laughs> even with the most horrific material, like a little bit of like some type of st- not even stage confidence, because people are overly confident mm-hmm. of the audience doesn't really mm-hmm. might not warm to them necessarily. Mm-hmm. But there's a level of honesty and authenticity you get from a certain like 
talks yeah, and stands a I certain th- way. I think it could be, well, I think it just, one point on just what you're talking about, about like banal material, being able to work depending on the performances, I think just like a unity between what is being said and the way mm-hmm. you're acting it and what you kind of are, if you can kind of capture, not to sound too flowery because there's not any kind of, obviously this is a bit too up in the air, but like if the, the kind of essence of the person that you can feel on stage matches the kind of jokes, because I think if, like if you were up, if you're doing like what would be considered dead pad material confidently, people are going to be like, what is this? Like you're not going to even respect, yeah. you're not even not respect, you're not even going to like enjoy the jokes because you can't see past like the fact that it's so disjointed. But I think if you are, like you're talking about somebody that is, but on, on, the, on the point I say of the, of the kind of confidence thing, I think even just people seeing a security is all it takes. Like, because I think there's a difference between if someone you're right, if you see somebody on stage and they're like overly confident or like, oh, it can, maybe can come off as cocky. But I think people, I think if you turn the confidence into the form of like a security where you're watching somebody and you're like, they, they, no matter how this goes, I am not concerned because they seem like they've got this. I think if you start to seem less confident or less secure on stage, mm-hmm. people are going to get a bit more hunched over and a bit mm-hmm. worried about how it might go. Um, and I think that's why it works as well for, you know, obviously some, you see certain acts where they're doing material that's purposely bad, yes. but they're t- but you can tell from the performance that they know that, yeah. and that is the act. And I think it's because, again, it's not like they're not laughing. They, they might be like, oh, I, he seems like he thinks that's part of it. And then they're laughing at that and they're enjoying that as well. So I think it's definitely something to do with just not, it's probably a fear element. You just don't want them to feel worried of like, is this what he wants to be happening right now? Yeah. Yeah, there's certainly there's probably a level of empathy in it between people who are like, yeah, the like the audience tonight. Mm-hmm. They want everyone to look like they're in they're mm-hmm. having a good time or yeah. they're, in, they're enjoying the material. There's a uh, a uh, Stuart Lee thing, I guess, where he talks about, you know, trying to find his audience. Um, where like he was doing gigs and he wasn't having a good time and the audience weren't really reacting reacting to the material and he just he was able to, you know, kind of cut his own path out so people were going to see him knew what they were going to see and I think this, that's the case I think for a lot of comedians a lot of the up and coming comedians around Belfast is that like accidentally there's a sort of space where they the cards that are coming in are like willing to listen to someone to find out what their deal is mm-hmm. without immediately thinking it's a comic they, they should be this way or yeah. that way yeah. so I think it's a really lovely place to like you're absolutely right become or be the real Robbie McShane or Marcus Keeley because your stuff works the exact same way I think because your, your material also suits your stage presence um, and like Ian Thompson, you know, he's great. Like he's material, like he's, there's a level of confidence that you know, yeah. he knows what he's going to say yeah. and you know, yeah. he's enjoying it the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it provides that sort of space for people to be able to do that mm-hmm. no matter what style of comic they are, as long as they're kind of authentic mm-hmm. to their own. Well, I think it's obviously in part, you've cultivated that very well in here as well. It's one of my favorite places to do. Mm-hmm. I think obviously if you hadn't been run or broken in a certain way, it wouldn't have turned out this manner. And I think moving it to upstairs is definitely it was definitely a good move as well because I think it even feels even more like warm. Because I did a gig downstairs one time and it was it was good like, but I just remember feeling a wee bit like I felt like I was trying at the try a wee bit harder because it is a much bigger space. It's all black. It's all just dark, mm-hmm. and it's like it's you know it fits it would fit about a hundred probably wouldn't it? Maybe yeah, more. Yeah. And so whenever you've got you know maybe thirty people coming in and they fill that back space. You kind of like you feel like you need to like keep them engaged yeah. and have them almost like you are doing that almost overconfidence thing because you're like I need them to know that this is a performance and that I've got them safe here. Yeah. But upstairs, whenever like if you have thirty people up here, it's it's a wall to wall like it's packed. Yeah. I think it makes it really nice for them as well because they they want to be part of it like mm-hmm. want to be part of that show. Downstairs is definitely much more theatrical. I mean that's the, the mm-hmm. spaces for and it's tough down there. 
And the only, there's I think only two or three acts that have really sold it down there, even though there's been some great acts. Yeah. And they've been the ones that have been like incredibly theatrical in their performance, yeah. that they're all over the stage. They're like pacing, like in, in control at the same time. I can think off the top of my head who they are. Did you Paul know? do did Paul Curry do your show in here? I'd imagine he'd be very good in that room. I think Paul has done something at Accidental, but not yeah. not as part of a, uh, these comedy nights. Paul's but I think great. he did. He, he did. He's done a couple of things on Sundays, but not maybe in a while. Is it kids shows? I think he's done a kids yeah, show yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or two. Yeah. Paul's best. Um, but that's shout out that. to Paul Curry. Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. But I said I I did a real like. Cause I am just like I, I don't really, I, I wouldn't know him that well as like a guy, but I like a chat him kind of face if I run into him, and uh, he's always very nice to me. But I did that thing where I've never done it done before, where you know it's like it's somebody you kind of know anyway. But I did that thing when I was introducing him on Sunday, and I did like the because my favorite two acts like local acts in the country. I don't he doesn't one doesn't even live here anymore, so it doesn't count. But Paul Gray and Chris Kent are like my two favorite guys that I like going out to see the most. Thanks very but, much. But uh, <laughs> Mark, you're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a card, I'm going to come to your house so you can read out your jokes for me. Well, you've never asked um, me, so well, come around. But uh, yeah, I haven't invited you. So. Yeah. <laughs> the I like so I like them, but I did that thing on Sunday where I was like, "This next guy is uh, one of my favorite two ex in the country." But he was like, he was getting ready, and not looking at me while I was doing it, and I was like, he he doesn't give a shit. He probably like he's like I, I had a felt at that moment in time like I've never felt more distant. Was it just un- unrequited introduction? <laughs> yeah, well, I was just because I, I wasn't meant to be like it wasn't meant to be like oh this is like a nice moment or anything. I just wanted to let people. I just wanted to hype people up of like this is one of two of my favorite guys. So you're gonna I love him, you're gonna love him as well. But like as I was saying it, he was just like kind of pottering around down with his with his stuff he to get on stage. His back like, was our, his arse was to me, and I was just like okay, I know him. Here's Paul. <laughs> and <then I> left. <laughs> If you could sum up this evening's gig in one word, what word would you choose? I I'd say geopolitical. Geopolitical. I would say good. Mm, mm, interesting. You would say geopolitical. I Ge- think it's geopolitical because we have uh, yourself from the Mavadi. We have someone from <laughs> England. <laughs> we have two people from down south. I still don't know what it means. Is it like so? It's, it's geo. We got the geo. So it's just is it like political aspects related to geography? Uh, or, or or space yeah. as the term is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when, fa- by it's the way, when did the term when did the word space replace the word place? Did I miss that? There what was talking about spaces yeah. now. There wasn't a, a memo sent out. It just seems to have happened. Okay, cool. Which is unfortunate, but I will leave Robbie and uh, Paul to discuss what geopolitical means <laughs> uh, throughout the evening. But thank you very much. Thanks very much, Marcus. It was good. Robbie Ooh. is literally already on the way out the door, and we haven't even stopped. <laughs> That's how tired and eager he is to get home. Thanks, Marcus. Okay, Robbie, I'll see you. You're welcome. They hate each other, really. (laughs) You motherfucker, who would you sit about my goddamn (laughs) rank? You said two out of ten? You're a fucking two out of ten. And there we have it. Episode four in the can. Not the recycling can, because I wasn't near any bins bit obsessed with the bins so if you want to go to the friday night comedy at accidental theater the next one is on friday the 26th of july and uh the reason i know about that is because i looked it up but also i'm the mc that night so do feel free to come down and see that show uh tickets are available at accidentaltheater.co.uk and it is recommended if you intend to go to purchase a ticket because the last few we have sold out it's a cozy small room and we have had to turn people away uh if they're looking to pay on the door i've just jinxed it now haven't i i've just jinxed it yeah we normally sell out so uh please uh feel free just to saunter on down when you want 
buy tickets if you're going to go. Um, and hopefully I'll see you there. If you want to see more of Robbie McShane, his show, Robbie McShane has loads of pals and a girlfriend too, is on as part of Graham Watson's Comedy Lab season this July at the Black Box. His show is on the Tuesday, the 16th of July at 8pm. And uh, if you want to see that, you can see that. I do recommend it. Robbie is very good. If you can't make it to that, then feel free to go and see him in Edinburgh. I'm not going to Edinburgh uh, this August, this year. This August, I'm still trying to get my car MOT'd. So maybe this will be the year that I'm discovered uh, in that sense. And I'll, I'll get that. It'll be great. It'll be a fun summer. Um, I also have a podcast recommendation from Accidental Theatre. Uh, the podcast is titled Rob Explains, where the uh, book barman from Accidental Theatre, uh, Robert Kane, explains things to uh, people who also work in Accidental, things like Guinness. Where does Guinness come from? What is Guinness? And uh, the North Pole, which is one that I suggested. You can suggest them topics. If you're really not sure about how something works or what it is, you can email them and they will sit and discuss it. And uh, I do recommend it. It's very educational and funny uh, so that's pretty much it I'm going to get some ice on my knee have some ibuprofen and uh, dream of better times hopefully thanks for listening bye bye <laughs>